law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. I don't think you're using the right microphone. Oh, that... now you are. Hold on. That was weird. It sounded like you were across the room. But yes, everybody, welcome back. Thanks uh, for stopping by. You're good now. Yeah, but maybe, why maybe was it? Why was it pulling in sound from somewhere else? Uh, uh, maybe your did you have your cough switch on before you? Maybe that switch is just bad. Uh, I'm beginning you know it leaks. I'm beginning to think that switch is bad. Yeah, you'll just have to hit the mute button and mm. davisonddavisshow.com. The davisonddavisshow.com for some excellent merchandise. Did you go to the website and see that I posted videos with that last episode? No. How is it? Dude, I am just, this website is so fucking awesome. I can do anything to it, and it's just <laughs> incredible. Uh, what do I have going on this week? I worked seven days straight. Today wow. is my first day off. Nice. Do you know what I did today? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, dude, um, yeah. There's the disaster video. and Oh, yeah, heck yeah. All those videos. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. We'll get better, people. It's only been four years. <laughs> um. I have to do this now because I was laughing my ass off when I wrote it. All right, everyone. Uh, oh, I got to start the timer, too. Jeez. Otherwise, it'll be 45 minutes of living shit. Welcome to the Davis and Davis shows marital and sex tips of the week. I have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Honestly, if you have been listening to our tips and using them for the past month, you will have found we're full of shit. We here at the Davis and Davis Show have the best marriages a fat 50-year-old could get. Get your head out of your phone, go out, and meet people. You crazy, sorry-ass losers listening to this show. No wonder you're single. The hole in the tree out back might find you attractive enough to let you slide your slinky into, but a human being just sees a loser listening to a stupid podcast. Shit, even Carl can find a woman. This has been the Davis and Davis Show's Marital and Sex Tips of the Week. 
stage words of wisdom. <laughs> Shit, even Carl can get laid. <laughs> that should tell you something, people. <sighs> oh, shoot. I don't know. I don't know. The the shit just pops into my head. I started writing and I couldn't stop. I was just like, okay, here it comes. I got diary of the brain. Let it flow. Let it go, man. Let it go. (laughs) What What you got there in that big old cup there, Scotty? This is a big old cup. And I had off so i started a while ago <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get a little slurry tonight isn't it <laughs> of some new amsterdam vodka which oh, is okay. flavored this is a special edition coconut version oh that sounds tasty so i'm doing coconut vodka on the rocks in a 30 ounce fucking glass and it's a fabulous night I'm, I'm what, happy. What, are you are you mixing it with ice at least? Uh, well, there's ice to keep it cold. <laughs> no other mixers other than that. What the fuck, man? Thirty pineapple ounces. juice would be the bomb in that uh, thing. Holy cow! Funny thing is that uh, uh, I filled it up totally with ice, and then I started pouring, and I started pouring, and I kept pouring. <laughs> And I I bought two bottles of 750 liters. Um, by the time my cup was full, I was down below half. <laughs> Did you at least have a big Does dinner? that happen? <laughs> um, oh, I guess I could talk about this. I've had a diverticulitis attack for the oh, past God. three days. So I quit eating two days ago. <laughs> This might be, we might have to pick this up tomorrow. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my. Oh, my. AI is on. I'm just waiting for it to look at me and go, I have no clue what the fuck this meeting's <laughs> about. <clears throat> um. Uh, yeah, so that's what's going on here. How about you, man? What you got going um, I found me a little uh, Bowman Brothers Pioneer Spirits, Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey, small batch. Um, was that 45, 90 proof? So, um, you know what? This is a little bit more expensive than um, not Envy. What's the stuff I've been drinking lately? Um, okay, brain cells are gone. This is awesome. Anyway, uh, nice little, nice little bourbon. Um, a little bit of the sweet larceny that's what i would usually drink yeah um, yeah um get the little caramelly notes in there it's not overly complicated it's just a nice nice smooth drinking bourbon i like it a lot it's a pretty bottle too i ain't kip <laughs> it looks like that oh you can't see that oh yeah no. Thank you. Looks great. The <laughs> audience is extremely happy that you shared that. <laughs> you know, there is a website that I know of. It's called 
davisanddavisshow.com, and there's supposed to be an alcohol review section on there. That neither of us have done for like a year and a half. Because I've been drinking the same shit over <laughs> and over and over again. Guys, there's only so much that I can do. I'm I'm one guy. Got another fucking 30-ounce cup there, too. <laughs> Got him. Jesus. Uh, what else is going on? Not uh, much, man. I Work's been up and down, slow and fast. Nothing much going on there. I have another interview tomorrow. Oh, nice. Well, are you off again tomorrow or are you just going after work? Seven days in a row, I better fucking get two days off <laughs> together. First day is just recovery. <laughs> um, yeah, have another interview tomorrow. Um, actually, this is a little bit in my wheelhouse. Um, it is a lighting company looking for a showroom manager. Um and like sales yeah well i mean what most people don't realize like i ran my business for 30 years and everyone's like oh my gosh that must be great you know going to see all those shows and all that no three quarters of my job was on the phone selling shit trying to get shows trying i mean the shows were only about 20% of my time. The rest of the time, because you're constantly having to pull in more and more and more work, especially the more employees that you get. So, yeah, it's sales is my wheelhouse. That's, that's, I, I could sell. As long as I believe in the product. Yeah, that helps a lot. I can sell anything. Now, I tried to sell cars. I tried to sell Chevrolets. Yeah. I couldn't do it. The product was crap. I mean, you saw the quality. We had cars show up and molding was falling off of it. <laughs> How am I supposed to sell this? That's a feature, sir. <laughs> no, it's a, the feature is us putting it back on. If we had had cell phones with cameras back then, do you know how much content I would have just from walking in the shop? <laughs> yeah, all eight of these cars just came off of a transport. <laughs> and eight of them are fucked up. <laughs> Why is that steering wheel sitting in the seat? No, uh, even even uh, the good brands are not immune to badness i don't know what went on with this car i'm gonna send you a picture i was walking through the accurate uh show uh, not the showroom but the uh the Acura shop yeah and they had this thing gutted <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> and when I say gutted, I mean, they left the carpet in there. That was about it. 
there's nothing left in there. I should, I should except have taken except for the tools to take everything out. <laughs> I should have taken because next to it in the next bay was all the stuff they had taken, all the chairs, the steering wheel. If oh god, I don't know what they were chasing, but apparently, well, that when the <laughs> pilot came out in seventeen. Yeah, they had an electrical gremlin and they and I, I had a picture of that. They gutted this and I actually posted it on Reddit in the just rolled into the shop section. Yeah. And that post blew up. It was like, yep, chase an electrical gremlin on a new pilot. And they're like, fuck. One of the one of the guys in there is like, I'm a shop foreman at a Honda store. And I showed this to my guys and said, I'm going to do this to you on a Friday. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Um, one of the segments that I'm doing in, in the B block, actually, it'll probably be the C block, uh, is Kelly Blue Book came out with their list, uh, this week of top cars for 2024. Okay. Um, your company made almost every list. Yeah, we usually we're usually up there. It, it depends on who you're looking at. Like I've I've seen some magazines where it was like it was all Toyotas, not a single Honda on there. Like they were taking Buick above us in categories. I'm like, really? Whatever. It's just opinions. I'm like, eh, whatever. Well, this is this is Kelly Blue Book, and uh, three quarters of the way that their list is made is for resaleability. Hmm, no. Um, and Honda is still for an average car the highest with resale value um it's up there none of bmw didn't make any list with kelly um and i went through all of them uh while the resale value is high on a bmw the maintenance cost is so high that it negates the yeah eats into the resale value a little bit yeah yeah you wouldn't know anything about that no I don't know. <laughs> had the top down today though man Ooh, it was uh nice. it was 79 degrees here in dallas today nice wasn't well, it quit raining finally uh quit raining we are yesterday was butt cold until about noon the day before we were fucking frozen all day with 35 mile an hour winds i i did not have a penis anymore man i looked down i was like what the hell happened to you little um got back in his shell and said mm, nope got you you've seen all the freaking rain that california got like death valley has a lake I was seriously hoping that it would just fall off of the edge of the United States, but they're still there. I don't know if my dad's far enough in that if it did, like, would he have, he might have the new beachfront condo where he's at. Just let the oceans rise a little bit more. (laughs) Um, Anything in the world news? Um, Now Scott Davis with the Gaza Strip update. They're still fighting. 
That was Scott Davis with the Gaza Strip update. bit of bamboo as oh, well goody. <laughs> um, oh, oh just wait yeah uh we we did the uh we did the world news there a second ago and uh in the b block just just wait <laughs> I, I found a guy i found a guy you got a guy my guy's name is cecil that <laughs> absolutely represents me 100 uh, percent um yeah it's good i i have fun shit planned for us <laughs> um donald trump got hit with a 350 million dollar uh settlement uh in a civil case um, for pretty much doing the same thing that every businessman I've ever met in my entire life does, uh, which is overinflating your assets for a loan. Uh, the flip side is most of those guys aren't trying to run for president. So, you know, um, in one of the polls that I looked at, okay, so I'm a businessman. Um, I've done the exact same thing many times. When I was purchasing the new lighting rig, of course, I had $2.5 million in assets Yeah, to get the loan. Who doesn't? I've done the same thing. Um, I was looking at Wall Street Journal this morning because I am a businessman. I still read the Wall Street Journal. There are over 10 mega companies based in New York right now that are looking at relocating. Really? Well... A decision like this makes every company that works in your area that you're covering, which is New York State, liable. And I don't like Trump. Please don't get the feeling that I like Trump. (laughs) That's not it. That's not it at all. But when you start to politicize or when you start to weaponize things like this, it is such a huge downward spiral. Not only is this going to make it to where corporations are not going to want to be there for fear of pissing someone off. But it's also going to make the legitimate companies not want to do business there. 
Yeah, it's and I'm not saying his company was not legitimate. It's I'm sure that they did stuff by the books. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> but for a settlement like that with a corporation that paid off the loans that they got, one hundred percent. There's no victim. There's no nothing. It just, it makes no sense to me. As a businessman, it makes no sense to me. Now, I knew that New York was fucked up to begin with. (laughs) I'd done enough shows at the Jacob Javits Center. And I was actually going to, I was actually going to bring up the spreadsheets from one of the shows that we did showing the cost of doing a show in New York as compared to doing a show in Cleveland, Ohio. And what most people don't realize is that the cost of doing a show in New York because of all the rules and the laws that you have to follow there. It'll be 10 times the cost. 10 times what it would cost me. I could do a Sylvia Brown show in Cleveland at the Wolstein Center for $25,000 less than I could do it at the Jacob Javits Center. (laughs) Yeah. Javits said, I have to to tell this story. (laughs) Jacob Javits Center. Uh, Convention Center right on um, the the Hudson river gorgeous place. Great place to go do a show. They have a lot of room. It's yeah, it's great. Um, first thing you show up to the Javits center. You're not allowed to pull your truck in. Um, you have to fight with them for probably two hours to finally be allowed to let your truck in back it up to the dock. Okay. You get it to the dock. There's a union that unloads your truck at whatever pace they want to unload your truck at. I'm guessing. Oh, it gets better than that. They put two people inside the truck. Those two people are never allowed to exit the truck. They push the boxes out. The guys on the loading dock grab the boxes. They take them to the room that you're going to do the show in. Sounds okay. So now you're paying for two guys to unload a truck where the guys that I have with my show could unload the truck. Are you getting where I'm getting here? Get inside. The stagehand union at the Jacob Javits Center is not run by IATSE. Say what? Nope. It is run by the Electrical Union of New York City. Okay. So we go to set, set up a show. Have two video walls. We have 120 foot of pipe and drape, pipe and drape to hide everything that's backstage. We're going to make this look pretty, right? 
union rep comes up to me and goes, we're the electrician's union. We don't do pipe and drape. Okay, so we can put it up. Mm. But you brought half as many people because you know that you're going to New York City. They are the stagehands. They are the ones that are supposed to set up. They don't touch. He literally looked at me and said, if there's not a cord on it, we won't touch it. Great. (laughs) I proceeded to take every extension cord I had and duct tape them, well, gaff tape them, to every fucking pole. (laughs) I then went back to the union steward and said, they can put pipe and drape up now. He looked at me and went, we don't do pipe and drape. There's no electrical outlet on it. I said, come here, look. There's a cord. What's that? That's a cable. It's electrified, right? Yeah. Put up the pipe and drape. Which ingratiated yourself upon him to no end, I'm sure. Oh, they love me. (laughs) And we would do like five shows at the Javits every year. And every time I walked in, he was just like, we'll do it. (laughs) All right. Uh, yeah, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, here, here it comes. It's time for the Davis and Davis show motivational minute. Don't fuck the people at the workplace. It is most terrible idea. As much as you want to do it, don't do it. Control the fire burning between your ties. Office romance is fun, but when it ends, and it will end, it will end badly. And then you will be sad, because not only will you have to find a new lover, you'll have to find a new job, because it will be awkward as fuck seeing this person every day. Better not to shit where you eat. Find love elsewhere. That is all. Did you hear that, Scott? Oh, wait. <laughs> this has been the Davis and Davis Show. Production quality is going down fast. <laughs> I think it's the nut behind the wheel. There's somebody behind the wheel here. (laughs) I thought this was a runaway train about three years ago. Um, 207 days until putting bay. (laughs) Thank you. Tidbit. Got my vacation request already in. I'm set. 
I have flights. RA. Oh, and I'm flying first class. Nice. Uh, I have enough points. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, not flying first class there, flying it back. Flying yeah. it there, I'm Southwest, which I had enough points. <laughs> <laughs> um, living off those damn points. And I'm spending the night at a hotel in Cleveland when I get there. Yeah, so, you said that a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Said you got a couch, I can come up. With points. <laughs> there is a couch, a hideaway couch. If you want to come up, come on up. Um, yeah, we could head out and get some fish and chips that night. <sighs> hey, wait, what's this behind me? I do believe that is the exact. I think that's J.P. McIntyre's. I think it is. <laughs> um, God, I am so looking forward to that. <laughs> we'll get there. They'll be shut down. I'll be like that. <laughs> we closed due to COVID. <laughs> no. Uh, so I'm I'm trying my darndest to get art on. Um, Art does not answer text messages that quickly. Art might, well, after meeting Art, he might not know how to use a phone. <laughs> he, he can fix a 50-year-old car, but uh smartphone. Mm. Don't think that that is in the works for him. <laughs> Uh, well, he just doesn't care. One of the two. But we will be having the art show um, at some point in time. And ladies and gentlemen, I I know from experience, we're not going to talk about anything else. It's just going to be art because the motherfucker will talk for four hours. And I'm going to have to edit that whole motherfucker. You ain't going to hear Scott and Burke talking at all. Uh, We're just going to hit the go button on him. And <laughs> Now, we do have a special guest for you here um, in he'll be, 30 minutes. Yeah, he'll be on in 30 minutes, um, which has to do with Putin Bay has to do with putting bay races we're gonna discuss everything that's coming up for the upcoming season um it's gonna be a lot of fun cool. uh there's a lot of changes at the putting bay race and and i'm kind of excited for it i'm kind of a little bit nervous for it to see uh what what we can do um to it enhance the race without impeding on the importance of the history of the race um but the history of the putting bay race actually goes back to what 1940 something i think yeah yeah um and i i just I, everyone knows that burke and i are into vintage car racing uh especially british cars the sickness. Ooh, sorry. It's a 
It's a now, it's a it's a disease. <laughs> you know, we like to rewire stuff all the time. Yeah, Which, that's, when you have a British car, that's what you get to do. Yeah, unless you yeah. just want to start from scratch and wire it your damn self. Yeah. Oh my gosh! One of the guys at work. Well, he doesn't work there anymore. Nineteen seventy-two. Ford Mustang. Yeah, Mustang. Okay. Uh, no radiator right now. Um, <coughs> I'm actually going to go over to his house and help him get a car that has not started in 15 years. No, jeez. I'm going over there to help him get it running again. Um, one of my friends from NASCAR actually sent me a new carburetor. Wow. To use on this car, um, which is going to take it from a single barrel up to a quad barrel. Oh, carburetor. <laughs> but he said it'll match up. It'll match up fine. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's fine. He was like, he's going to get about seven miles to the gallon, but <laughs> it's going to sound awesome. He's going to go fast. She's she going to burn well. <laughs> Uh, one of my other friends from NASCAR is actually getting me an RE um, radiator for those are nice. That's a, it's a good company. So I'm, and, and honestly, it's totally stock right now. Just the addition of the racing radiator and the racing carburetor. That motherfucker should gain probably 200 horsepower. <laughs> I mean, he's going from a single barrel carburetor to a quad. Um, we yeah, might sure. have to do some modifications to the engine afterwards, but bigger exhaust would be the first thing right off the rip. Yes. Yeah. Um, Bigger exhaust, bigger headers. Yeah, headers, exhaust, yeah. Uh, we talked about redoing the um, the cylinder heads to expand the, the exhaust ports. Hmm. Um, because the exhaust ports right now are, I think they're two and a half inches by three inches tall. Now smaller than that they're like one and a half wide by uh two two something yeah. yeah so that's not very big if we can open those up a little bit we'll be able to push more fuel through which will lower his gas mileage <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a Mustang. Who cares? He's <laughs> seventy eight years old and just wants his car to work again. I said, 
I'll make it work. <laughs> Ain't going to be pretty, but it'll work. It I scare be, you a little. <laughs> going to be a little bit loud, too. <laughs> because right now, all he's got on it are headers. Nothing, no exhaust. None. <laughs> so he's got headers on it. Um, I talked to my buddy at Brinks Racecraft down here, and he's going to make some X pipes for him. Mm. Uh, Custom made X pipes with stainless. Oh, and, uh, but it's going to be straight with no muffler. Straight pipes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'll wake the neighbors up. Straight X's, man. Uh, that thing is just... <laughs> so looking forward to that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Joe Rubino. Love you, buddy. That car's going to be a fucking beast. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. That time. It's time for Burke's Spoken, Spoken Word. The sky was gold. It was rose. I was taking sips of it through my nose. And I wish I could get back there, someplace back there, smiling in the pictures that you would take. Doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break. It won't stop. I won't come down. I keep stock with a tick-tock rhythm. A bump for the drop. And then I bumped up. I took the hit that I was given. Then I bumped again. Then I bumped again. And I said, how do I get back there to the place where I fell asleep inside you? How do I get myself back to the place where you said, I want something else to get me through this? semi-charmed kind of life baby baby i want something else i'm not listening when you say goodbye ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to burke's, burke's, burke's spoken, spoken, spoken word, word. Didn't know that song was so dark, did ya? So deep. <laughs> so deep. <sighs> uh, we got to take a break here, folks. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll have like 10 minutes before our special guest. And I will tell you our, our Twitch update. <laughs> 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. She's tanked up and whizzing in a cup Waiting for a sprinkle genie to come and drink it up Cause I'm the one bottle willy with the 12 horse L After that I get silly like soupy sales Now it's midnight and I'm completely boofy blitzed A six of Schlitz and the Juber man of Shevitz With my beer tinted glasses I'm ready to bid each battle I'm hungry like the wolf but I'll end up tending cattle Cause you're pretty when I'm drunk 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 And I'm pretty fucking drunk here she comes a funky fried cutie mr jimmy pop ali is gonna get some booty cause i'm mr mcfeely with a speedy delivery you think i was a ditch away this chick was digging me but maybe i should check and see if this is where i want to be hey lupus is she cute yeah for her pygmy oh what do you know you're probably going home alone and it wouldn't be the first time that i gave a dog a bone plus beauty it's only skin deep it's in the eye of the beholder my beholder's about to tweak i could tap that barrel in fact i know i can it's menage a trois you and me and heineken cause you're pretty when i'm drunk 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 and i'm pretty fucking drunk even burke looks good drunk it's the only way i look good so, before we have our special guest, I need to say this. Uh, Jerry, uh, one of my employees at the said named golf course that we can never name, uh, 
Jerry has been in the hospital for the past uh, week. What happened? Well, he was having trouble breathing. And uh, I'm not going to go into, like, major details. I'm going to keep his privacy a little bit. Um, A little bit. Uh, Talked with him on the phone phone the other day they literally pulled two liters of fluid out of his left lung holy cow yeah and i knew something was going on this guy golfs twice a week he works uh and he just wasn't the same um anyways they pulled the fluid out of his lungs he has some issues that he's going through. I just want him to know that we are thinking about him here at the Davis and Davis show. And uh, I really hope that you get over what you got going on. Get well soon, Jerry. Yes, sir. So that that song that I did for you, I had no idea that it was about meth. You know, I had no clue. I just like, it's a happy, upbeat song. I want something, else. you know. It's like it's all happy and shit. Um, a couple of other songs like that was coming across a list, and like Van Halen's "Jump" is supposedly about suicide. "She Bop" by Cyndi Lauper is supposedly about masturbation. "Every Breath You Take" by the Police is about stalking and obsession. Apparently, "Born in the USA" by Bruce Springsteen is an anti-war song, and "Totally Eclipse of the Heart" is vampire love. I. I I'd have to li- I'd have to like get the lyrics of that one and, and like dissect it, but I'm like, okay, why not? I'll go with it. Vampire love. Vampire love. Mm. Um. Yeah, you. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. So, remember I talked about the. Florida man games recently. Yeah. Apparently there is another competition, the FAWC, the freestyle alligator wrestling competition. You should look that up and take a peek and see if I... <laughs> please welcome to the show. The great one, Bob Kansa. Oh, yes. We have the big Bob Kanza back on the uh, show. Greetings, everybody. How are you feeling? Uh, I am struggling. I'm being honest. I'm struggling. Now, I am a week out of back surgery. So my head is in an odd place. It's sort of like, damn, it, it, it's been a week already. It should be feeling better. And then the other <laughs> side of my brain saying, dude, it's only been a week. <laughs> so I, I really don't know how to feel at the moment. Um, so what, what was the surgery that you went through? Well, basically what ended up happening is I had a herniated disc and that disc was pushing up against my spinal cord and making my body in pain. So, uh, they went in, uh, gave me a shave and a haircut and, (laughs) you know, and, uh, they, uh, I guess they took the part of the bulging disc out that was bulging and I was supposed to be pretty much good to go. Um, but we'll see how that works out. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sore. My, my back itself 
is getting better. Where the incision was and everything like that, that's doing fine. Matter of fact, where they cut me open seems to be okay. But the leg pains and everything are still there. And maybe it's just going to take a while. You know, I've, I've heard various things. You know, some people go like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I went out of the place and, you know, I did the waltz going down the street. And then I have other people like, oh, yeah, I went in for four more operations. <laughs> you know, So it's like, where am I in between there? I don't know. Well, I'm hoping that you get better soon. Um, are you are you still planning on racing this summer? Well, as far as I know, yes. Um, so what ends up happening is before I was um, uh, under the knife, my uh, engine was under the knife. <laughs> so I was working on some stuff on that, and uh, we're building a new head for it and everything. And, you know, I've got parts in, and I was um, – there's a porting, polishing, all that mechanical fun stuff. And I was working on that, but, you know, it kind of came to a halt. And I can't do any lifting not supposed to do any great amount of bending, so on and so forth for a while. So I'm kind of in limbo with it. And, and then we got a pain in his back thing. <laughs> so there's that, you know. Yes, the plan is I plan on going racing. Will I be able to race in the spring? Probably not. It's probably going to be till midsummer till I'm up and running. And uh, I mean, we, we got to get the engine back together and it running. And we got to get the back together and it running. So, um, I mean, the plan is, yes, we really want to go. Now, most of our listeners already know about the uh, head gasket issue that we dealt with at Putin Bay. Yeah. um, Which is what you're still kind of working on now, correct? Well, what we're having to do is we're putting together a whole new head. And we're going to go, we're going to go with a completely different head gasket, which is, uh, honestly a bit more expensive than we were working with before but it's supposed to be better uh the actually uh, my son took the old head in to the shop today to see if they could go ahead and do a repair on it and they're like no probably should not do it to this head because of the way i'm using the engine if it was just sort of like a stock regular whatever car yeah that's fine but the stresses i'm putting everything under not a good idea so we're starting first with a head Alex can use that on his car if he wanted to then. Um, well, we built him his. We built oh, okay. him one. So, yeah, he's underway, and he's got one uh, going together for his, so that should be good. Um, he's he's coming quite along with his car. He's got all the brake lines run, and he's been doing the wiring, and, heck, he's got blinkers working, and he's got a whole yeah, – oh, yeah. Damn. You know, his gauges are doing this, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> gas gauge goes like this. But so so he's coming right. It doesn't run yet, but the gauges go like this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's it's ahead of ninety five percent of most British cars in the first place. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah, it's being worked on though, so it's all coming along. Um, But so we're putting a new head together, and we're going to put a new gasket underneath it, and we'll see what happens. Uh, But unfortunately, I can't use the old one, so. It is what it is. I think I'll keep it around, though. You know, paper another weight. paperweight for the garage. Oh, good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, okay. part art. <laughs> part, yeah. Mary's like part art, right? So, put it out in the garden. Yeah. You know? <laughs> little, little. Yeah, we could put daisies in it because it's dead. <laughs> 
Exhaust ports are great for growing flowers. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. So, but yeah, uh, life is coming along. I'm trying to heal. Uh, and of course, work doesn't appreciate that. <laughs> They're just sort of, yeah, work, work is great. Are they listening? No, work is great. <laughs> You know, they're just sort of like, hey, yeah, you know, go ahead, take the time you need to heal and everything like that. But is it done yet? <laughs> so come back tomorrow, right? 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm working from home, and I am currently putting in eight to ten hour days. So jeez, Lord. Well, the problem is, is working from home, everything is dead slow. You know, it's just sort of like when I'm at work, you're connected right up, and so things go zing, zing, zing. They move right along. Uh, when you're only 40 miles away, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it ain't working the same, that's for sure. And it just, you know, what takes me a second on the computer takes me like 10 minutes now. So no. it's just like, yeah, it, it, it is. It's painful. And, you know, what's worse with, you know, uh, the Bob vision here is I get easily distracted. You know, it's sort of like, Okay, well, I got to wait for this. What's over here? <laughs> you know, so it, it is. It kind of gets tough. So, but we're doing best we can. So, with that being said, I heard that you are taking a much larger role in the Putin Bay race. Uh yeah. Well, we were asked, which was uh, kind of cool. So this past year. Uh, we were asked to go and help with a few things, and one of them being a um, it was it was, it was a uh, like a driver's um, spectators party, okay, or a crew crew, crew and drivers party that they have every year, and it's just sort of like a big wine and cheese event. And they got tents and everything like that, and it's all put together, you know. But for the last few years, it's been an afterthought. So it's sort of like people are like, oh, geez, we got to get this done because people are going to come to it, you know. So we volunteered and said, hey, you know, yeah, we're busy like everybody else, but, you know, let, let us put our hands in it and we'll go ahead and help out. Well, it ended up being really good. And people sort of loved it. And Mary put together this fantastic spread and everything like that. And we put together this little mini auction, which uh, was just sort of off the cuff, no big deal. And it all worked out really nice. Uh, we were dressed in some of our little bit vintage gear. And, and people were just sort of like, wow, this is not like what we've had before. And they were, you know, very enthused about it. So um, a couple of people approached me and said, hey, Bob, <laughs> uh, you're not getting out of this now. <laughs> you know, uh, this is your fault for doing a good job. <laughs> this is what you get. So uh, we're, we're doing that part again. But what we were asked to do is try to bring some vintage influence back into the race too. Now, um, it's, it's met with some mixed reviews. Uh, so there, there's a race over in England. Uh, it's, it's a huge event. It's like a week-long event. It's called Goodwood. And there's a lot of people that have gone to the Putin Bay races have gone to Goodwood. And it's Goodwood. It's been a big influence. These guys are like, oh, this is fantastic. They got these Phenomenal, one-of-a-kind vintage cars, and there's, you know, hundreds of them to go there. But they've got, like, a whole village. And um, you guys have been to Renaissance Fairs, right? Right. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, this is sort of like Renaissance Fairs for vintage cars, you know. So they got this village set up, so on and so forth. 
everybody dresses up and so on, and, and it's a really, really cool event. Uh, I've never been to it. I've seen videos of it and everything like that. It's awesome. But everybody's sort of like, gee, we'd like to bring some of that here. You know, how, how cool would that be? And I'm like, okay, you know, we're game. Let's, let's jump in on this. Um, so the, the thing is, is trying to take back or take the whole race back a little bit in fashion wise, you know, and just sort of the way it's set up now, you know, in 2024, you have things that you've never had to have before, uh, being safety wise, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's it just sort of like everything has to, it, it's completely, you know, different. I mean, you're not, first of all, you're not racing on the streets, you know, we're racing at the airport. And the other thing would be is, you know, it's just, um, you know, just the way that the spectators would have to be separated and safety things have to be separated. And, you, you know, it would be a bad thing if a car hit somebody, <laughs> you, know, you know, so there's in modern racetracks, you know, everything's set up for that. You know, there's big guardrails, fences, so on and so forth. Well, they just necessarily have that. Um, but, you know, in, in the past years, it's been more of a driver's competitors through event you know for people that participate there's always sure. spectators um, you guys have come you guys yeah have yeah so that's been great uh but it, as, as you've seen so you know you get a couple hundred spectators at the most and that's that um because the way the whole thing is set up it, you can't go nutty with spectators you know, it's never going to be nascar it's never going to be like this good with thing and, and they don't want it that way but they want to go ahead and bring back some of the old flavor, you know, and some of that is just people kind of dressing up. Uh, nothing mandatory. People don't have to. It's a voluntary thing. But if people can, it's kind of cool. You know, wearing, uh, for example, our crew always wears the um, uh, the uh, the checkered suits. jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah, the jumpsuits. So, so, you know, whenever we're working on the cars, we're wearing the suits and everything like that. And then we have, you know, Max matching shirts that are very vintage, and, you know, uh, influenced. And, you know, just stuff that we wear during that week generally is has a vintage influence, whether it's uh, an outfit or a dress Mary wears or something I'm, I'm going to wear. You know, it's sort of like we could still get everything at Hollister if we wanted to and you can still find it all at Goodwill. You know, but it's just sort of like, yeah, hey, you know, they wore this stuff in the 60s. And there's there's not a huge difference, you know, unless you want to make it that way. And then you can start wearing the tweed suits, you wear the, the sporty caps and knickers or whatever you want to do. You know, just, uh, who, who's the guy with the it was it a TR4 that's done up as uh, the original race livery of a Le Mans car. Right. That's Rod Wiggins. Awesome fella. And it's actually a TR3. That oh, he's, done, he's done a Le Mans, sort of a Le Mans replica car of a TR3 that would have run at that time. The car is absolutely awesome. Um, nothing that you can actually race because uh, it doesn't have the safety equipment. But the look and feel of the car is sort of like, wow, that, it came right off the track, you know. And he and his wife dress up, you know, and they're dressing very much, period. Nothing, nothing crazy or anything like that. You know, they're not like... Uh, the, the gentlemen in their jalopies or anything, you know, but they, they always look cool. They look the part and they fit their car. And that's what we're sort of asking a lot of people to do if they want, you know, um, the, the event is always very laid back and it's always, it's always been that in its whole history. It's just a very laid back, friendly type of uh, environment, so on and so forth. 
So you're not going to find all that many people in suits and ties. However, on occasion, you might. And they're just trying to bring a little bit of that back. You know? Hey, you know, if you got a tweed sports coat and a cap, wear it. You know, if you uh, want to put together something cool, wear it. You know, and we always do. And we're just encouraging. So that's part of what we're doing is that part of it. Um, but we've also done some graphics for the, uh, for the event. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully coming up, um, up in Cleveland, they got the Piston Power Show. The pit, yeah, which is, it, it's a huge event. And, uh, I mean, they've had everything there. So, I mean, I, we've heard of them having tanks and, and, and bomber planes and everything that they'll bring into that. Now, uh, the IX Center, where they hold it, it, the place has changed. So I don't think they're going to be bringing in the big machinery. But there's always completely cool stuff. And it's all piston power. Very nice. So they're hoping to go ahead and have a display with the Crawford Aviation Museum. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so this past year, uh, 2023, the pace car for the race was provided by the Crawford Aviation Museum. Yeah, and that's really neat. It really wasn't anything special, so to speak, but regardless, it was them participating. They volunteered a car, and that was all good. So to have a museum like that, which Crawford, Aaron, um, Aaron Wheels Museum, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, they've got just epic stuff there. So you know, to get them to participate and maybe have them bring a few cars and everything like that is all the better. They're supposed to have a display at the Piston Power Show, and then they're wanting us to tag on to that. So that could be cool. Unfortunately, I'm probably going to miss it because of my back, but I have a volunteer sitting in the chair right over there. <laughs> you know, so we'll, we'll see if Mary can volunteer a few hours for that and everything like that. Um, uh, a part of the, hey, Mary, do me a favor, get, grab one of the cards here real quick. So it is uh, April uh, show 5th and, tell. and April 6th. Yeah, we, we, have, we have show and tell here. So uh, they asked me to make up a card it's, it's a, a po yeah, yeah that, that'll work. That'll work. Okay. Usually I don't have my props ready here, but uh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So for the people at home that can't see that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> It's a nice it's, placard for the 2024 Putin Bay. <laughs> it's okay, ladies and gentlemen. We'll post it on Davis and davisshow.com. Sorry about that. I, 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 I completely forgot. About it's that. all good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm on video, so hey. Um, it took us a hot second to get used to. It's all good. So what has the response been from uh, the car owners uh, about it's, the it's, it's, vintage? Well, well, aspect. It, it's been unusual. Uh, it, it's people are taking two different sides to it. You know, there's people, you know, that are sort of like, oh, this is a great idea. We love it. You know, and it's just sort of like, and there's some people like, oh, this is like Goodwood or something like that. And we're like, oh, careful. We're not trying to do that. We're just trying to bring some of that aura back into, it, you know, and that's fine. And so there's people all about it and like, oh, this is great. And oh, I, we can't wait to go now. And, and it's like, oh, this is really enthusiastic going. 
on the other side of the coin, we have people like, what's this about? Why aren't you focusing on the racing? Why aren't we focusing on good, good competition? So on and so forth. And, and, um, and all that. And they're just kind of causing, for lack of better terms, there's a little bit of drama going on. And it's just like, no, hold on. Yeah, our, our whole point is, is the, the racing is going to be as good as ever. We are doing everything we can to try to bring in the vintage good cars. Now, good is a matter of perspective, I suppose. But, you know, I mean, bringing in the old MGTCs and TDs and trying to bring some some old open wheel cars, you know, uh, some things that a lot more cars out of the early 50s. And stuff. We're trying to get them all here, you know, and, and, but, and at Focus is always that. Uh, last year, there was a debate over a few cars who were running out of their league, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, when we were having cars that it's like uh, a little faster than they should, <laughs> you know, and it's sort of like, is that really vintage? And it ruffled a lot of feathers. Now, the whole thing is in vintage racing is no matter what, you're going to find somebody to race against, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's really what it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, the guy with the uh, $200,000 Jaguar XKE, didn't necessarily want to race against the Beetle. <laughs> but they were attached, you know, and it's sort of like, eh, what's going on there? You know, so they're trying, but but everybody knows this. They're working on it. They're working on the classes, so on and so forth. Um, the other thing is, is, you know, a lot of people, there's old school and old school, and old school and new school thoughts about all this vintage racing. One is, you know, people are like, oh, vintage racing. You bring out the old cars, you know, and you do them as original as possible, safety concerns in mind, and you and you go and you race, and that's fine. The problem is, a vintage car is what, twenty five years old, at least, right? So a vintage car, I mean, by law, legally or whatever like that, if you go get your plates, it's twenty five years old. Right? Yes, you can get historic plates. Well, guess what? The Hondas are vintage now, <laughs> you know, and, and Hondas, you know, the Hondas are vintage now. And these cars that people don't think of as vintage cars, theoretically, are. And what you have to be, what you got to do is, and, and this is a sobering fact, you know, the, the guys that are 85 years old, that have these old MGTCs or whatever they, you know, I'll use that for an example, or an old ALF or whatever it is, they are retiring out by um, whether they want to or not, you know, and a lot of guys are, they're, they're, they're passing away, you know, yeah. we're, we're losing them. So what ends up happening? Well, you have to get younger people enthused. You have to get them to want to participate, okay? Well, there's not a whole bunch of younger people that, you know, they're only 30, 40 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Is that young? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, and it's just <laughs> sort of like compared to us. Here? Sorry. Compared to us. Yes. That's young. Well, yeah. So it's like, is a 30 year old really going to be as interested? And in, what did you grow up with? The cars you grew up with are vintage to you. Yeah. You know, did these guys grow up with an old, uh, you know, some old, you know, 50s alpha 
or a 50s MG or something like that, or, you know, a, a, an old Abarth or something like that. No, they didn't grow up with these things. Um, in a way, I barely did. You know, um, I'm not saying I'm an exception, nothing like that. It's just a matter of, hey, my car is two years older than I was. But I love it, and it was still in my era, and so on and so forth. But to a lot of these guys, these cars aren't in their eras. And a lot of them are going to collections, you know, so on and so forth. Now, you can still get parts, and you can still run them, and they still do great. You know, but it's just like the interest in them isn't there. So what does vintage racing become? You have, unless you want it to die, unless you want to lose it, you've got to kind of move around with it a little bit. You know, it's uh, it's like a lot of other things. You know, you, you've got to change with the times to a certain bit. And there's guys fighting that, you know. So a lot of people are just sort of like, hey, you should really focus on bringing the old cars. Or like, hey. We're just trying to keep this thing alive, you know. Um, let me let me give you a little sobering fact. My first Honda, my CRX, is a thirty-seven-year-old car now. That could be run technically in the vintage race. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. Those cars can, you know. Um, and so, and there's one other factor that that's, that's coming into all this is vintage racing is expensive we all know that and that's why i may not be racing in the spring okay before you go any further racing is expensive oh yeah doesn't matter if it's vintage arca racing was expensive oh yeah uh, it all is Racing so, is just not cheap. Right, right. So the other things that are coming into light here is uh, all the racing insurance the companies that cover racing insurance are changing. The um, the people that were being the, uh, the word I want to use, underwriters, is that correct? The underwriters for all the insurances and everything like that, uh, they're wanting to drop racing. And racing, you know, vintage racing, SCCA, a lot of these, uh, a lot of vintage, but other other parts of racing are struggling looking for insurance. Well, that's coming with a price. Okay. So what, what happens is uh, prices go up. You know, it's, yeah. uh, you know um, the admission fees are, you know, are going up a little bit, you know, not a lot, nothing's huge, but they're all going to go up. So what do you want to do? Well, let's give people more of a bang for their buck. Let's make some, let's, let's add some things to it, not take away from the racing, not take away from getting the great cars and great competition out there, but let's add some little pieces to it that make it more attractive. And that's what we're doing with some of the vintage fashions and vintage fair and just you know trying to include a little bit that more in it you know sort of like it just gives it makes it more unique it makes it more special you know it's not just going anywhere to go see anything it's sort of like hey you're going to get the flavor of this you're going to get the vintage cars you're going to get kind of you know you get to dress up um and you get to participate you know on that level and it's being worth more your it's more of a bang for the buck i think if you could get at least the car show people 
on board, even if it was just that event was vintage clothing and stuff like that, I think it would it would start to spread to other, you know, to more of the race days and stuff like that. But I, that might be a good springboard, you know. Absolutely. And you're right. And that's what we're focusing on right now. Matter of fact, what we're planning on doing is uh, Mary and I are going to sponsor some little awards. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and give away some little medallions. No big deal. Uh, Bert, you'd be familiar with this. You've seen those medallions at our pumpkin party. Yes. <laughs> right. We're just going to cross out with a little X and put in racing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know we're going to keep it budget. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and do something like that. Just so, just some little memento of, hey, you gave an effort and this is kind of cool. And what you did is fun. You know, so we're going to do a little bit of that, you know, just and, and we'll, you know, present that at that the car show, uh, what they consider their wine and cheese gathering. Yeah. You know? And we're going to do that. If somebody wants to do something beyond that, awesome. You know, hey, when you're all in your cars, everybody's still wearing your Nomex. You're still wearing your helmets. And that's all going to be the same, you know. And if you got to jump underneath your car, it's up to you whether you want to wear that old jumpsuit or not, you know. <laughs> well, so. if you need somebody to sponsor those awards... The Davis and Davis show is here. Well, if you'd be interested in that, it, we would love to have you guys on board with that. As a matter I'm, of fact, we are still waiting for a decal for the trailer. <laughs> okay. the de I actually have three decals coming towards you. Actually, four. Two for the trailer, two for the car. Um, right. If you use them, you use them. If you don't, don't care. I got them made. Uh, I had to change my graphics program to Vectorworks to get ah. them cut. And that's why they did not show up. But they are sitting in my living room right now. Okay. Okay. Well, get them sitting in my living room. Yeah. I'm going to get them there. Okay. And that's cool. There. No, that, that would be awesome. And uh, we'll talk to you guys offline about that. But it, it's going to be... It, it's going to be just a little bit more than pocket change. Really? It, it, we, we do this, we do this on the cheap, but we're still doing it to be meaningful. Well, like I said, I am totally willing to put the money into uh sponsor the trophies and stuff. Oh, um, that's awesome. Hey, now, here's, here's what I need from you guys though. Yeah. Here's what I need most Leo. Sure. You guys are planning on coming back to the race next year, right? We're there every year. Cool. So you guys need to get your out press outfits on, right? We need to see those fedoras with a little press tag in it, right? And, and, and look like you're ready to go ahead and count some names. I am all up for this. Uh, I do Civil War reenacting. This is... This is in my wheelhouse. I love this stuff. Um, Burke and I can definitely come up with outfits. And I might actually be able to come up with some old-fashioned microphones for us to use with our oh, recorders. Yeah, stuff like that would be cool. And, and it, it, what it does is little things like that. I mean, they're big to you, but, but they're, um, it all adds to the ambience. You know, nothing's in anybody, you know, you're not putting anything in anybody's face, so to speak, but just being around that way and sort of like having those people 
um, uh, you know, you guys are a couple of plants. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll plant, we'll plant you there, you know? And it's sort of like, it's like, hey, what are these guys doing? It's sort of like, oh, they're kind of dressed up like old press reporters or something like that. What are they doing? Well, they're, they're doing a show, you know, or, or, or you know, whatever your guys are doing, recording, talking to people and everything, you know, and it's just, sort of, it, it, it's little pieces like that that'll add to the ambiance of the whole thing. And, you know, we don't expect that next time we go down, you know, next year is going to look like Goodwin does or something like that. We, we don't need that, you know, but, you know, a few, you know, a few people we know are planning on stuff. They're going out and buying some stuff. You know, we're finding stuff, suggesting places to go ahead and get things. And it's just, we're, we're, we're trying to make it easy for everybody, you know, and if you don't want to, eh, don't. Listen, listen, you have to start somewhere. Right. With it. And just building up what you're building right now this could become a big thing in five years it well, could be a very fun thing for the enthusiasts that like to recreate the 40s and the 50s right right and that and that is that, that's a big part of it there, there's vintage races all over and and they're they're all great they're all they're fun you know cars are great so on and so forth um but you don't get that atmosphere at them too much. You know, they're, they're serious. They're fun. They're serious. You know, a bit of both. They're good racing. You know, but it's like, where do you go to get that? Um, even, you know, there, there, there's another event not too far from us. It's called the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. Yeah. And it's a big deal event. But from whenever, whenever I talk to somebody about it, they go, yeah, it's a big deal event, and they have a couple like charity ball things going on, and they bring in some cars, but they're still not having that atmosphere necessarily, you know, and, and they're perfect for it. You know, they're yeah. in the center of Pittsburgh. They got this huge park. You know, they don't have to worry about people coming to an island, you know, or, or, or whatever like that. You know, it's just a matter of it. Make, it's easy for them, but they don't quite have that. So where are you finding that? Uh, Monterey? in california well that's not close you know so what's around here there's vintage races but where do you get to dress up and do those things and participate a little bit more like that well, a lot of people bring their cars to vintage races but you know they're, they're, they're bringing them they hang out a little bit they watch stuff or whatever but to participate and have you be you know a little more inclusive to it you know it's like um well, it's like our pirate fest that we're in, we're at, you know, how, you know, you could go and watch these people do stuff or you could dress up and be a part of it. So that's, that's uh, what I'm encouraging, you know, dress up and be a part of it. The, the thing is, is that it, it's kind of like Key West. Key West has the festival that they do every year where everyone comes and dresses up. Um, the first five years of that, Nobody showed up. <laughs> um, this is a great opportunity for younger people to get involved in vintage car racing, which is a phenomenal. I mean, I grew up building British sports cars. Sure. I helped Burke fix his i helped carl fix his it's, you helped me fix mine <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's 
a great opportunity for the Putin Bay race to become a reenactment situation at the same time. Yeah. And still have, I know that you have people that are upset about the, uh, is the racing going to suffer and all that. The racing's not going to suffer. Right. You're still going to race. You're still going to race. It's to try to add a little flavor. Yep. It's just that you're, you're taking it back in time. And I think that people are going to be highly receptive to this. Um, it's going to take a little time, but whatever. Yeah. We, we got this. The first three years, you're going to be sitting back going, nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing this. And then all of a sudden, it's going to pop. And you're going to have hotels filled on Putin Bay Island. Yeah. And, you know, it, and all those are goals. You know, um, the businesses are pretty much in on this. You know, they're they're liking the ideas, you know, and that's fine. Well, yeah, it um, extends it extends the season another two weeks. Yeah, yeah, there there's definitely that, you know. And I'm and, surprised because, like, at work, I, I will like if I find I'm talking to somebody who likes old cars, they don't even know about this race. Right? I'm like, oh my god, you've got at least come up for the car show. Yeah, you know, and then they may stay and watch the race, and then yeah. you know, it's just gonna keep going from there. Yeah, well, we tell a lot of people, you know, hey, just come up for this, come, come up for one day if you can. Now, you know, the Putin Bay races are during the week, and that's always going to be what it is, you know, and that's gonna, always going to work a, against the, the the event. But they have to do that, you know. They can't run it during the weekend because they can't close the airport now. That's just the way it's always yeah. going to be. You know, this is not like Sebring, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, the, the airport's got to stay open on weekends, and that's fine. But at the same time, you know, um, th- and there's a lot of things to figure out. As time goes on, this gets more popular. There, we're going to need more volunteers because mm-hmm. you know, right now it's you know, every organization we know is the same. And what is that? You have uh, what twenty percent of the people doing eighty percent of the work, or whatever that is, right? <laughs> you know, that's just the way a lot of it is. And it's no different with this racing organization. I mean, there's nobody paid here. Everybody's volunteer, yeah. which is a totally an amazing thing. You know, they've got this huge event. I mean, it really is. You know, fantastic cars, great racing, and it's all volunteer. Nobody's on a payroll. Nobody's getting paid. I don't know of any other organization like that necessarily. You know, so, I mean, these people are doing all this out of a huge passion, you know, it's just a fantastic enthusiasm. It's a huge passion that they're involved with. You know, it's just- I get the I get the funny feeling that Scott and I may be flagging this next race. I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> well, those opportunities exist. You know, I I, mean, they, I they just definitely- sent Art a uh, a message. Okay. Uh, well, guess what? Art went ahead and says, "Hey, Bob." Do you know who this guy is? Because he sent me a message and I just don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Scott? Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Him, him had... and his friend Burke are just great guys. And they've come to the last couple races. 
And we had Rick and tell us the guys we sat and had breakfast with for crying out loud. We sat for a half an hour with this dude. Yeah, well, you know, if they're like me, I, I can't remember tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna send <laughs> all of this freaking audio to to art. Um, yeah, but I told him I said, yeah, you know, oh, uh, whatever, shit. whatever they sent you, these guys are genuine. They're they're cool guys, and they're you know they they love coming to the races, you know, and they've done it, and they're they're planning on coming again. So you guys are going to be welcome. You're going to be there. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to try and get art on the show next week and uh get him to kind of talk about the shit that we go through as marshals and stuff like that but as well the guy's got some great stories about history oh yeah fantastic well he's been involved for a long time he drives a volvo what what is it a volvo one um the wagon 160 or what the yeah. yeah, it's it's one of the sports car station wagons. It's just, you know, it's sort of like you don't see them. And like, he sleeps in the back of it. You know, and it's just like <laughs> it's like this is it is there there's vintage racing for you. You it, know, you come and you sleep in the back of your car. Now nah, I'm sure he sleeps in the hotel room. It, I know that but he marshals it, at other tracks too, you know. It didn't so, drive for like the last two days of the uh show. So well, you'll sorry have for. Uh, yes, he is a marshal at Mid Ohio. Yeah, so I mean, he, the guy knows his stuff. That's why he's at Putin Bay, and he he loves this stuff, you know. And you know, he he involves him stuff with it himself with it. Um, so uh, a little thing. So Putin Bay Sports Car Races. For those of you who are on Facebook, they have their own Facebook page. And you can see some of these discussions and involvement and who's doing what on like the Facebook pages. Of course, uh, the sports car races also have their own website. And um, that's something that's got to be worked on. It's it's current. It's good. It is very informative. Uh, it just need, it needs to be upgraded a little bit. But it, it's, it's a very good website. And so you can follow things around there. Matter of fact, uh, registration is open for you racers out there. Um, so if you want to, if you want to drive now, there's a lot of classes. It's not just racing. They got exhibition classes and there's a lot of different things you could sign up for as far as, uh, that goes. Um, and so you can, you're, you're welcome to go ahead and anybody interested, uh, take a look, go ahead, register registration starts just started. It's, um, it it, 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 you know, it usually takes a little while to get a lot of the cars going and a lot of people invest and everything like that, you know, but, um, you know, by, by the end of the year, they're going to have plenty of time. So have you heard any news on our Devlin, uh, driver, the guy from personally, I haven't, I I have not. So, um, usually when somebody is lost, it is posted that somebody has lost. Um, and when uh, otherwise no news is a good news situation, I'm guessing he's fine and everything like that. He may have finally kind of retired out of it and all. Um, uh, Carl, um, uh, Carl Goodwin, he is trying to retire out, you know, so on and so forth. He's been racing his blue Sprite for, you know, for a long while. Yeah. Like but he's in his, Oh, I don't know. He's like 85, 86, oh, maybe something like that, you know, and it's sort of like he's like, uh, kind of slowing down, 
I might just go ahead and, you know, sail my boat a little bit here now. And <laughs> okay, you know, so, but I mean, he wrote a book about the whole Putin Bay races, a very historical good book. If you guys have ever seen it. Um, uh, what is it? Oh, Carl Goodwin wrote a book it is the complete history of the Putin Bay races. Um, all the way up to what would be like the nineties, actually, when they had a small resurgence, they brought back like a uh, small street autocross thing at that time. And, and the book starts, stops there, but the book is, uh, Hey, go grab the book. I don't know where <laughs> the book is in the shelf. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you the book, which is worthless because we're on radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, he wrote this book and, um, where he got these pictures from that are in the book, I have no idea. You know, well, okay, well, it says there, right? But I'm just saying is, you know, trying to access these pictures, it's phenomenal. And the history and the names of people that went ahead. Okay, sorry. The, the names of the people that used to be involved with this race race and everything like that are just phenomenal. Um, the, the whole Stoddard family, you know. We really? Were, oh, yeah. Yeah, they were very involved with this. And um, so on and so forth. As a matter of fact, one of the things we're doing this year, uh, I should say we, the, the whole organization, which I'm a little part of now, Porsche is going to be the honored mark this year. And every year they do this where they go ahead and bring a, uh, maybe it's here, Mary. I can't find it. Unless it's under here somewhere. It, it, every year they sort of honor a certain car. Um, my Sprite was honored, oh, a few years ago. And, uh, you know, they'll do like uh, one year's like triumphs. Last year was uh, uh, Japanese cars. So a lot of guys brought their vintage Datsuns out. That was really cool. And, but this year it's Porsche. And uh, Porsche has the, um, they have the course lap record of the old course. Oh. Yeah, it was an old Porsche Spider. Uh, that they had, and I think it was one of Stoddard Spiders or something like that. And it had it, it will always hold the class or the, the overall record for the old street race. That is cool, what it is. So they're bringing Porsche back there, and then they're already planning for next year. So you know, it's like this year's still doing what it's doing, but next year they're going to use Elva, they're going to have Elva for the honored, and that should be really cool, you know. Uh, Elva made a number of, um, you know, street sports cars, but they also made a lot of sports racer cars back. And um, they're interesting. Most of them were absolutely gorgeous, you know, and they run fast. Yeah. You know, so they're going to bring, so they're already for 2025, they're already planning on these Elvas coming. So, and, and that'll, that'll be cool, really cool. They're, they're a quick car. They're phenomenal competition, you know, and, uh, and rare. You know, you don't, you don't, you're not finding them at every car show or everywhere you go. 1972, my favorite Porsche ever made, the 914. Ah, oh, there are 914s, and you've seen them. There's a handful of 914s that run Putin Bay. Um, yeah. Some of them are pretty darn good. Some of them are a lot more stock, and these guys will run them just in even the exhibition. So that, that's the cool thing for, for your listeners, you know, sort of like that may find this interesting. You could bring your car and you could put it out on that track as an exhibition car and you don't need all the safety equipment. Now, you're not racing, but you're still out there and you're still having a blast, you know. 
So those are all options. I don't know. I've seen many people in the exhibitions try to race. Well, um, you get two cars together on the same track, and you know, <laughs> then you there's rules like, and regulations in place. It's like you, when you're boating; you're always racing the guy next to you. It's just yeah, like, yeah. we're yeah. not racing, but we're racing. Yeah, right. <laughs> then, yeah. Then, yeah. then you See get the kayak, la la car. <laughs> La di da, la di da. <laughs> the lala cars are so much fun to watch. Oh my God. Best part of this. All right, Bob, we got to get out of here. We got to take a break. Thank you for coming on. Is there anything else that you need to get out before we go? You know, I really appreciate the time you've let me going on here. And uh, thank you. We're just going to go ahead and try to recover and repair, get the car back together. Plan on going racing this year. I appreciate that. And uh, for those interested, yeah, uh, got Facebook. Look for Putin Bay Sports Car Racing. Uh, we'll go ahead and look for that online on the internet. You know, there's the website. You guys, people are free to explore that. If you got any questions, hey, I got some answers. Hey, those little cards that you made up, are those yeah. just like event cards to, to give out to people to let them know that that's going on? Yeah, do you want some? Yes. Yes, I do. I'll put them right on my desk. Oh, fantastic. I've got a pack of 200 right here. And so I could give you, I don't know, 20, one or two. Or... 25, 30 of them. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'll trade you. I'll Uh-oh. trade you for some tickets to mid-Ohio. <laughs> Damn. I'm sure. No, that's just it. They usually pop up, you know. So, yeah, if they if they're available, they're yours. Okay. No, that's fantastic. No, absolutely. I'll give you some of these. You are welcome to hand them out. Please do. Uh, we're going to post them around here and there. Um, if my back was a little better, I'd be doing a little bit more of that at the moment. But uh, you are a welcome liaison. I will hook you up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get out of here at this break. Uh, y'all take a few minutes to have a cigarette do whatever you choose yeah do. i gotta go back to work <laughs> uh, all right bob take it easy thank all you all right we're out of here guess what i just found oh right wait here. wait wait here give it to me but I, I know you're not on but here let me show you i just found it sitting next to me we're always on putting bay road races 52 to 63 nice Carl Goodwin. I mean, the whole book is full of this. And it's all this history and everything like that. Uh, You know, and it's just, if if, if, Maya signed. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, uh, oh yeah, so it's like, so Porsche Porsches and stuff like that. uh, There's a, I mean, I, I, you could just go through here, you know, and it's just you know, phenomenal stuff, you know, it's like when they used to bring them off the old ferry. Nice. Oh, nice. You know, uh, if you guys want to borrow the book, you could borrow the book for a little while. Hey, I'm always up for some good reading. Well, the the, 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 the history in this thing is just fantastic, you know. Um, you know where you know you you know that place? 
Isn't that the uh, gas station down by? Uh... Or is that Joe's Bar? <laughs> no, look, look at look at the place. No, I think that's the gas station that's Many on the, the main road. That's is a that real bar. That's a real bar, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that's the real bar back in the day. And where it says Tony's Place is the sign that sits up in the real bar. Wow. Damn. So, you can pick this book up on Amazon for $35. Probably, and... Help sponsor Carl, or you can borrow it from me. I don't know. <laughs> no. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get out of here. Um, All right. We'll, we'll be back with the next block. Talk to you soon. Depression Rock, the great new double album from K-Tel, with classic hits like Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, Girlfriend in a Coma, Dead Souls, Love Will Tear Us Apart, Why Can't I Be You, Never Enough, and The End of the World, with artists like The Smiths, 
The Cure, Marillion, Joy Division, Morrissey, and many, many more. Available on vinyl, cassette, and 8-track. The brand new album by KTEL. Thank you, KTEL, for sponsoring this section of our show. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was just telling Burke I was going to twitch our show tonight, but um, they're... Apparently, we would uh, violate some of their terms and services. <laughs> Apparently, we're just too dark for them. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Um, so... We've talked about world news. We've talked about uh, what do you okay, have? A couple, couple recent things in the news here. Sean Evans of Hot Ones, which we did the Hot Ones challenge not too long ago, broke up with his adult film star girlfriend. And it wasn't the best timing because it was on Valentine's Day. Post. Hot Ones host Sean Evans and porn star Melissa Stratton broke up less than 24 hours after their relationship made headlines. Sources close to uh, TMZ said that Sean called her on Valentine's Day and broke up with her, telling her he wanted to call it quits because of the media attention they were getting. Cat, you are getting on my last nerve. Get up. What the fuck? And then... You never, other, you never, ever break up with a porn star. <laughs> I dated one. <laughs> Burke met She was her. a dancer. She was not a porn star. Oh, sh- <laughs> and in other adult actresses' news, and this one's much, much sadder, adult film star Cagney Lynn Carter, who, according to friends, Struggled with mental health, died of an apparent suicide last week. Uh, she was 36 years old. Uh, she died on Thursday in Ohio. According to online records, uh, the Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner's Office received her body that day from an address in the city of Parma. So she had gone out to L.A., done her movies, came back. She was doing, uh, she had had like a pole dancing studio, you know, for whatever, you know, for exercise and fun and all that kind of stuff but had some issues and took her own life and that was sad dude you were so negative I did, did, but uh, it was local news man what do you want holy hell man I, I, right, brought, so you, I brought my cans on I know right so you said did you say that you went and saw Madam Web yes man like all I have seen all plastered over media is how bad that movie sucks. Mm. Like they're talking about, they are laughing at parts of the movie that are supposed to be serious. And the parts of the movie that are supposed to be comedy, they're dead silent. It's like you have these opposite reactions. They're trying to be funny. It sucks. They're trying to be dramatic and it's funny as hell just because it's so bad. It's, uh, it's so bad that 
there's actually a gentleman putting his own money in to try to take over Disney. This is Sony more than Disney. This is Sony Marvel. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We'll just fix that in post. Uh, They have a... (laughs) The tomato meter says 13%. The audience score is 56, which is kind of surprising considering all the all the negative, all these, all these people on social media are just like, don't bother. I, I want those, that hour and a half of my life back. <laughs> like, Man. Damn. I'll wait for it to come on Disney plus and watch it. I mean, well, I, I told you I watched the Marvels. I was like, this sucks. This is, I mean, like it's on par with Thor. The dark world is the worst Marvel movie. This one apparently is going to beat that. All right. Uh, Let's see here. The fuck is his name? Don't know. You search that and I'll tell you dad jokes. How's that? Okay, go ahead. What type of doctor treats transgender men? Don't know. Guy now, ecologist. Oh, God. Actually, that's all I got. I got all of a, you know what? We did that one episode where it was all like weird facts and stuff like that. I started looking up some of those. Um, The Mall of America has its own zip code. That's how big that mall is. A butt is a real unit of measurement. Like when you say buttload, it's actually a real measurement. It's measuring a cask of wine. A buttload is about 108 imperial gallons of wine. And then this one was just so off the wall. Michael Crichton, the guy who wrote Jurassic Park, is taller than Michael Jordan. That's a tall dude. Dude. Okay. In the last six hours, it was just made known that Sony is to take over Disney's new and existing home video business. What does that mean? Following the announcement that Disney Movie Club, a esoteric but essential Columbia House-like service um, that Disney ran for two decades would be shutting down this summer. It has been revealed that Disney is transitioning its licenses to Sony. Funky. Any of the old movies that you love to watch are going to be on Sony now. 
weird. So like old yeller, are you, is that kind of stuff you're talking about? Like, yeah, that's bizarre. Um, Peter Pan. Uh, yeah. Disney's in trouble. Yeah, they've been putting out crap movies for a year and a half. So now the old Disney movies are going to be on Sony, which means Disney is not making money off of them anymore. Sony has put out a lump sum of money to own those titles. Hmm. Oh, I saw something in the news the other day uh, about a stakeholder with Disney, and I can't find the freaking article um, where he's kind of done with the way business is running and he's sinking money in to try to take over Disney and turn it back to what it was before they got woke. Just put directors who read the fucking comics in charge of the movies. It's not hard. It's, it's not rocket science. Like, you get a guy like James Gunn. He's got issues, whatever. But he loved the comics. And it showed. You know, John Favreau ah. loved the comics. And it shows. It's like, get some people who care about the source material to do your movies. It's like, it's it, how hard is that? I'll do it. All right. His name is Nelson Pelts. And Pelts Pelts's active firm Trian Fund Management has increased its stake in Disney to about 30 million shares, valued roughly roughly at 2.5 billion dollars. Well, he is an American billionaire businessman and investor. Uh, founding partners, blah, blah, blah. He's a non-executive chairman of Wendy's, yeah. Cisco, Madison Square Garden, former director of Heinz Company, and Ingersoll Rand. So this guy kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he's got cash. So the move comes less than a year after Peltz dropped his initial proxy fight to take over Disney. Um, But with Disney stock dropping like it's dropping, um, originally when he started the takeover, uh, Stock was at 180 a share. Right now it's at 100. Oh, geez. So 
maybe we'll get some new management. I would not be opposed to that at all. Have no clue what's going to happen here. The guy spent a ton of money to get to where he's at now. Usually when you have a businessman that sinks that much money into something, he's going to get something out of it. He might have an actual plan Uh, that might actually work. So he is pushing for the entire board to be basically deconstructed and to start anew. But like, like I say, their their problems are small. They 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 just need to. That's the just make good movies. You, you dominated cinema for a decade. Mm-hmm. Okay, just do what you did back then, and do it again. You know the formula. Fucking do it. What do we do there? We did this. Do that again. Great. Oh, God. Uh, What people are starting to realize is that wokeism, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. um, Doesn't make money? A lower percentage (laughs) of the people that spend money on you ladies and gentlemen a prime example would be anheuser-busch with their bud light folks thing person i mean i'm uh, sorry i'm sorry uh yeah did you notice bud light sponsored the super bowl with football guys, I think. Uh-huh. Huh, funny. Yeah. Like your target audience. Yeah. What a concept. Uh, I mean, we all have wokeism in us with certain things. It's okay to be accepting, but but don't dwell on it. Just be accepting. Yeah, be accepting. Throw in a commercial of whatever how many Great. Oh, how many companies in the past four years have literally tanked their stock by going to a place you know what drunk scott is getting up on his soapbox now let's hear it how the fuck do i explain this i have a lot of gay friends and they're great they're loving them to death fucking wonderful i'd hang out with them every fucking day that's 10 percent of the population don't piss off the other 80 percent or 90 percent of the people they will quit buying your shit. And guess what? You'd be stranded. You'd be You'd like, be broke. Disney, 
Let's go woke. You dumb ass motherfuckers. Three quarters of the people that are coming to your park are blue collar workers with families. Why don't we pander to them? Oh my God. What's the percentage of people going to Marvel movies? Dude. Cis males. Is that the is that the major percentage? Probably. I mean, just I'm just spitballing here. I don't know the numbers. I'm taking a guess. That's a good guess. If I ran my business like this, I you'd be living in a cardboard box fifteen years ago. Ooh, I'd be on social security right now. <laughs> What the fuck did I do? <laughs> I was stupid. Stupid. I'm stupid, man. Holy shit. Oh, my God. And Bob Iger. I I love the guy. I do. He's advocate for gay marriage. He's advocate for gay rights. I'm an advocate for gay rights and gay marriage. I'm not going to do something stupid to make my fucking stock drop half. Just vote Elon Musk uh, and just be over it. Elon. Like your golf course that shall not be named is not going to paint their golf carts pink. They're going to play to their audience. The Voldemort golf course <laughs> will have blue or black carts. Thank That's you. the way it is. Fabulous. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're going to play got, with our balls now. That's a long some, shaft you got there, buddy. I got some pink balls. Let's go play. Dude, just the idiotic. I I don't know. Maybe it was COVID. Maybe it, it was COVID and Trump at the same time that caused people to sit back and go, well, we could be stupid now. I'm not going to confirm or deny that, but I might agree with it a little bit. <laughs> I, they had too much time in their hands. They sat there and thought way too much. And when groups of people sit there and think too much, bad shit happens. Guys, when I have time, I sit on my couch and whack off. I don't sit on my couch and fucking change the entire meaning of my company so that it's going to make no money. What the fuck are you doing? Hey, let's put Bob Iger back in. <laughs> They're doing well then. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Hire Michael Strahan, football player. <laughs> He'll run your business better than Bob Iger. <laughs> What the fuck, man? He, 
I went to college. You did do you some learning. You went to college. That did me a little learning. A little bit. Uh, out of all the business classes that I took, I was taught to not fuck with your customers. <laughs> Don't fuck with the techies. Don't fuck with the consumer. It, it's really simple. God, that's a, that's a great line. Never fuck with the techies. <laughs> they will fuck with your show like you wouldn't believe. And you would know you were the techie. <laughs> I taped many extension gourds to poles. You lit Chaka Khan in green and purple, didn't you? <laughs> Fucking Chaka <laughs> I want green, yellow, or red, or blue for that matter. Oh, well, you just took away the primary colors, colors of lighting. Don't That's know how we make white, do. dumbass. <laughs> fucking bitch um it was a it was her production manager okay i'll deal with that <laughs> you want to do a little bit of did you know sure i'm drunk i can do it okay did you know no that the night of the living dead director george a romero got his start making short films for Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. You're shitting me. I shit you not. <laughs> well, Cameron used to do freaking cartoons. It was uh, the Banana Splits. Uh, one of the live action Banana Splits bits was Cameron, who ended up doing Titanic and all those other ones. Dang. All right. Did you know Alaska is both the most eastern and western state in the united states because the aleutian islands cross the 108th meridian or the anti-meridian so it's like in the other time zone it is literally that that break in the world of here's east here's west alaska spans both of those so it is the most eastern and most western part of the entire United States. You are absolutely blowing my ass away. Bones found at Seymour Island indicate that 37 to 40 million years ago, penguins stood at a formidable six feet tall and weighed 250 pounds. Where I, the I f- I, hold, I on, hold on. I outweigh penguins. <laughs> where the hell is this? I, Seymour Island. I do not know where Seymour Island is, but I can look that up if you need. Island in the Antarctic. They found fossils of penguins that were six foot tall and probably weighed 260 pounds, 250 pounds. Hmm. Well, you know, sloths used to be gigantic, right? No. Oh, dude, you should look up. You should look up sloths back in. Oh, I can't remember which era. They they were monsters. They were literal monsters. They actually took that 
and put that into the last fallout, I think. Because they were like, they stood like 18 to 20 feet tall. They were they were monsters. All right, Scott, did you know? Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Prehistoric sloths. How big were they? The the penguins supposedly were six foot tall and 250 pounds. I have something that's bigger. (laughs) Your ego. Are you ready? Yes. Attention engine 44, engine 3, engine 6, truck 3, truck 19, battalion 1, battalion 3, one alarm fire at the State Ferry 1100 to 1198 First Avenue, box 060008, Big Tech is on fire. Engine 44, going to Big Tech. 777 on channel 1. 777, go ahead. We go. Truck 19 out at 10:32. Big Texas gone. <laughs> Friends and neighbors, we are here today to pay tribute to the remains of a man who entertained us for many years. Can you get amen? We are here today to say goodbye to Big Texas. Tex loved the children. He loved adults. Man loved all races. He entertained us all the way up to his untimely combustion. (laughs) For you see, he was pronounced dead by the Dallas Fire Department on October 19th at 10.32 a.m. His head caught fire. 1015 this morning quickly spat and then burn him naked. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> that was something that was bigger, man. That was big tex. Big big tex and the sloths are about the same size. Um the big sloths were no tex was bigger. The, the sloths were only uh shoulder height to six foot eleven inches. Uh, they weighed in around 8,400 pounds. That is taller than you. Oh, yeah. That's not, seven foot. Yeah. Not quite as round, but. <laughs> Dude, they weighed 8,400 to 10,000 pounds. They were big. <laughs> All right, Scott. Did you know that coyotes outpace roadrunners by 23 miles an hour? Not at my golf course. They lay in the fucking fairway and just sit there. We were lied to by our cartoons, man. That's messed up. F. Scott Scott Fitzgerald's full name. Yes. Is Francis Scott Key Fitzgerald. 
named after his distant relative, Francis Scott Key, who wrote the words to the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm always amazed at all the people that are related to other people. Why is this pertinent? To it is not. This is useless trivia. Fuck. Did you know? I got another 20 minutes of this shit to go through. That the boiling point for water at the top of Mount Everest is only 162 degrees. Holy about- shit. Hold on. That is, that's news. It's about 50 degrees below the boiling point at Woo-hoo! sea level. Don't have to use as much Emotional damage. Hit the wrong button. Sorry. Did you know Canada eats more macaroni and cheese than any other nation in the world? Really? Which makes sense when we listen to uh, the one uh, BNL song where they're talking about, you know, mac and cheese. Nothing like a bit of girl on girl. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you know that Iceland? Has an incest app that stops you from hooking up with your cousins. Nothing like a bit of girl on girl. I think they should probably do that for Mississippi. West Virginia. (laughs) And did you know? No, I didn't. (laughs) There is a plant that consumes rats. In the Philippines, scientists discovered this rat-eating pitcher plant in the Philippines in 2009. That's a big plant. And now for some more bad news. Ready? (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what was more brutal tonight. Uh... Okay. Um, I'd ask you the IQ questions. You're in no condition. You'll never get any of these. No. 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 Okay. So uh, just on a random note, I, I have a YouTube channel that I follow, which is completely off base of any other YouTube channel. Have you ever seen the Hoof GP? I watch him constantly. I love that it's an Irish guy who does nothing but hooves on cows. And it is fascinating. I think the, I think the allure is the damn voice. He's like, I'm going to take this cow and make her so much more comfortable. <laughs> it's just like, you just, you're lulled in by the voice. You've got the, the like pimple popping. Hey, stuff your driver's license. I don't have one. Why oh, not? What's okay. So- Hey, it's your driver's license. I don't have one. Hello. What would you like for breakfast today? Oh, sorry. Masala fried egg. Hello, and welcome to Lazy Girl Masala fried egg. Get your pan really hot or your eggs will stick. Oil of choice. Mini spoon for your mini. Seen this gal. Okay. What you got? Hey. You're trying to find something, I can tell. Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I have this really cool picture 
of what? the entire United States and Alaska that shows where damaging earthquakes could appear. Obviously, most of southern Alaska, everything along the Aleutians, Washington State, all of California. But the really bizarre thing is there is this little piece right in the middle of the United States. Let's see. That's Ohio, Illinois. What's next to Illinois? There's this little thing right in the middle, like Tennessee and Missouri and Alabama. Uh, I don't understand this little red spot right in the middle. You know what? You want to flip over? So, oh, wait, I can probably do that, can I? Share screen. You should Share be that. able to. I should be able to that. Okay. What is that little spot right there? Why is that a... Like, I know we have had good earthquakes in Ohio, but why the hell is there this little spot right above? It's like near Texas, and it's like, what is that? Why Why is that one there? I don't get that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know how to unshare now. It's okay. I'll take care of it. Oh, wait. Stop share. There we go. There you are. All right. I just need you to listen. I'm in. Actually, I'll share the whole thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm game. I love this dude. Have you watched him? Oh, God, yeah. I love this dude. <laughs> oh. Hang on, people. I'm having technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. No, nobody's ever said that in the history. All right. Is this the one? No. To attack you with drones. That's fine. We're going to counter your drones with our technology. What? We're going to send more drones then. Way more. We're going to counter your even more drones with laser beams. We're going to send our drones after your boats. You're going to send them after what? No, for the love of God, don't send them after the boats. Do not touch <laughs> United States of America's boats. Yeah, man, you do. You really do not want to go after the United States of America's boats. Hey, they're they, they're real, real weird about their boats. Touch my boats at your own peril. Oh my! You're bombing like hundreds of targets. What are you doing? You threatened to touch my boats. Nobody touches my boats. Yeah, we told you. We told you don't go after the boats. And here, here we are. You're ramping them up. You're getting them all riled up. We just try desperately to keep them calm, okay? Because the next step is them telling their troops they can't have any caffeine and then they unleash hell upon you. No caffeine, no Geneva Conventions. We are going to attack you with drones. That's fine. We're going to counter your drones with our technology. We're going to so send more drones then. Hey, you know how every... 
I have. I love that dude. <laughs> all fucking day. Watch this shit. And, and almost half of his videos are about the boats. Don't touch the boats. <laughs> He, he's got the little Japanese flag above his head. Don't touch the boats. You don't want really to touch the boats. <laughs> he's got a little German flag above him. Yeah, we try to calm him down, man. Don't touch the boats. Um, This guy. He's, he, he's just a great, like, the real life of the stupidity of the military. And he's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um. What's his channel? On TikTok, he is Mandatory Fun Day. <laughs> and U.S. military isn't that powerful. Of the 10 largest air forces in the world, the U.S. has four of them. China would be able to overrun the United States military. China struggles to operate within its own borders, and the U.S. has like over 10 aircraft carriers capable of delivering more combat power than many developed nations. Russia would obliterate the U.S. from afar using their long-range fire. The U.S. has more effective combat power on Fort Cavazos alone than all of what Russia can muster. North Korea, Korea and Iran could defeat the United States military. The United States Army can put boots on the ground anywhere in the world in 24 hours. And both of the countries that you listed not only can't do that, one of them can barely feed its troops. You just believe in U.S. propaganda. I don't see anybody trying it. The U.S. military isn't that. Oh, my God. I can't find him on Instagram, but he's on Instagram and, and YouTube reels too. He is hilarious. Oh my God. Absolutely hilarious. Um, he actually had a, uh, a spot that he did where, where the U S got attacked on their boats and Canada was like, we annihilated people in the 30s. Um, <laughs> you don't want this. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What were you thinking? <laughs> Absolutely insane. I love that guy. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a long night. And um, Scott's it's been hammered. good fun. Yeah, Scott's hammered, getting, getting, getting skippy and loopy. It's getting late. Yeah. We had a good time. Okay, We're going to end it here on a high note. Here. Wait. Oh. There's a vamp. It's a good vamp. <laughs> DavisonDavisShow.com. And the DavisonDavisShow.com for some awesome, awesome merchandise. Check it out. I'm going to go back and whack off. Y'all have a good day. Good luck with that. <laughs>